Let's do it. Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. Baby, how do you Where you go? Can I come along for the ride? Why not? Two bodies, one brain. Get in the back, keep your mouth shut. I promise you. You said so much already. Don't touch the chrome! Don't touch the windows! Don't touch the upholstery! Don't touch nothing! Nice lane change, Frank. You know, I was thinking of buying one of these caddies. They handle very nice, Frank. We going to the track, Frank? Yeah, that's right. Hey, look at all this money in here. Close the fucking bag! Am I gonna have to place another bet for Mr. Costello? Hey, what is this, 20 fucking questions? Just that every time I place a bet for the guy, he loses. Why don't you place the bet? I'm a little too well-known down there. You could disguise yourself. As what? The Time Life Builder. What the fuck's the matter with you? There's ten grand here. There's a horse called Longest Day. Your number two horse. Running in the second race. Put the ten grand on the number two horse to win in the second race. Then that shouldn't be too complicated, even for you two fucking stunards. A jacket for me, Mr. Costello? Thanks. A gangster's life is a brutal calling. The jacket actually is bulletproof. He treats his fish better than he treats us. Fit only for men of courage. Men who bear no resemblance to Harry Valentini and Mo Dixie. Until one day... It's part of the grand design. Harry turned a simple errand. Costello's horse ain't ever gonna win. I'll put this $10,000 on my baby. I'm getting out of here. Into a date with destiny. But destiny stood them up. How could you be so stupid? The mob is willing to forgive them. Let me waste them, Mr. Costello. Do we really hurt them by killing them? It's a good start. If they'll just do one simple thing. Like kill each other. Friends this close. What are you doing? Sorry, my ship. Just can't kill each other. Yet. You're the guy they hired to kill me? I'm the guy they hired to kill you! Danny DeVito, Joe Piscopo, they're funny guys. You disguise yourself as what? The timeline builder. Tough guys. Are you talking to me? Wise guys. I can't believe how things keep going our way. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Oh, hey.
dude, dude. Whoa, dude, dude, no! Oh. Hello? Hello! Are we actually here? We're actually here! Welcome, everyone, to round two of episode 172 of Movie Sucktastic. God, it seems like we're always doing round two. Well, we we have to get we have to switch over to um, Ustream, Ustream like we keep talking about. Yeah, we need to put some time in on that. Well, uh, for the first time, I actually have a, the DAT file for why my computer crashed. It actually saved it this time instead of just laughing at me. <laughs> I mean, I'm an IT technician, and without that file, my computer could do it anytime it wants for as long as it wants. It finally saved it. Finally. So maybe I'll figure out why it's actually doing it. Oh, so annoying. Anyway, hello, Scott. How are you? Hello, Joey. I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm good. We're doing episode 172 of Movie Sucktastic, where we review the Brian De Palma film, Wise Guys. And uh, Livestream has yeah. already told me that my CPU is above 80% and that I should be scared. That means your CPU is working hard on this episode. Yeah, it shouldn't work this hard. It shouldn't work this hard. Fuck. Anyway. Anyway. This is my challenge to Scott. Yeah. It is my challenge to you, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it Wh is. What did we review last week? Uh, last week, it re uh, we uh, reviewed... Death Wish. Uh, you challenged death me wish. to Death Wish. Clown Hammer. Yeah. Clown Hammer. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and Gino called in, and uh, we did Death Wish, and then I challenged you to Wise Guys, because... And right. you have a challenge coming to me, mm -hmm. and we'll get to that later, obviously. And I mentioned mm -hmm. to Scott today, I have uh, a suggestion, and he doesn't have to take it, but I, th I think it would be a good one, but I'd like to hear your challenge to me first, if you had, you know, whatever it is, and whatever... Mm -hmm. Whatever else you might have been thinking of, you know, yada, right. yada, yada, so on and so forth. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll tackle that. Okay. Um, now, I personally don't think this is going to be too long of an episode, not to burst anybody's bubble. But, no. uh, I... Because I, I love this movie. <laughs> if you just want to hear not... one guy gush uh, forever, however long the episode is, that's this episode, and that's me. I'm not as enamored, and... And uh, I, I, I think I know why. Um, but first, the, the film, as you said, is a Brian De Palma film. Yes. Uh, it's probably one of the few comedies he's ever done, if only. Has I mean, he ever done any other comedies? I mean, I, off the top of my head, I mean, he's done stuff with humor in it. But, I, but this is like the, the like the only like straight comedy that I, my, I'll have to like peek and ch cheat. Uh, but I don't recall any other comedies by De Palma. I don't think so. I, like Phantom of the Paradise, you could almost argue I mean, it, but it's not. Snake it's Eyes, not a comedy. Snake Eyes and Mission to Mars were funny, but not intentionally. So that's that's right. Uh, that's right. Yeah, no. Uh, um, I think the closest he comes to a comedy besides Wise Guys would probably be. Uh, well, he did his older stuff was comedies. He did Get to Know Your Rabbit, uh, um, things like that. Yeah. yeah uh, this true. is like the first. This is actually the first comedy he did. Uh, after like you know, decade a decade or so after that stuff, but that was his early film. See, so you know, in the beginning he did, but once he became once he became Brian De Palma, that was it for comedies. 
And uh, I, I've never seen his older comedies. I've never seen Getting to Know, uh, Get to Know Your Rabbit, <clears throat> excuse me, or The Wedding Party. So I'm not that familiar with his early comedies. But if they were like this one, I'll probably bypass them. Yeah. Uh, well, <sighs> that's you. I, well, that's, that's why you. I said me. Yes, that's why yes. I said me. I love this movie, and me being a proponent of Newark, New Jersey, this film takes place mostly in Newark, New Jersey. It does go to other parts of New Jersey, uh, but I grew up there, so when I see this movie, it always just makes me giggle a little, because everywhere that they drive around, uh, I know where it is. Uh, the Meadowlands, they go to the racetrack, which is still there, which is just as seedy as it is in this movie now, as it was 25 years ago. Um, so, longer actually this movie's like what 29 years old now but i have a soft spot for this movie i do genuinely like it anyway even if it didn't take place in new jersey but because it does i have the way scott has this thing this little soft spot and just thing for time travel i'm the same way with films that take place in new jersey i just am well so, i can i can understand your attraction to the film because it does give a positive role uh, um, exposure of Italian-Americans. Oh, completely. I, 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 <laughs> I, I can see why, you, like, you know, this is the, the, the one uh, film involving Italian-Americans that you, you feel that, you know, you know it, sh it shows them in a good light. I, I don't know. It gets a pass from me. <laughs> it does. That's a big pass. Uh, not really. Uh, it's a oh. comedy. You know, Titanic. Okay. Hey, we going on the Titanic. That's not supposed to be funny. It, it's right. su He's supposed to be delivering a, a performance of an Italian, uh, you know, and it, it ain't working. Whereas in this, this is just your over-the-top mafia goon guinea wise but, guy. But you know what? And I think my problem with the film is it's not over-the-top. It really isn't, and that's you don't the, like, you don't <laughs> you I, don't I think don't, uh, I, Mr. Acavano, uh, you know, uh, Captain Lou Albano isn't over the top. I think Captain Lou Albano is over the top as a as a person. I'm talking, <laughs> but for the film as a whole, I don't uh -huh. think it goes anywhere near over the top. I think it's I think it tries too hard to be a uh, a PG movie first of all for a gangster film. Uh huh. Um. <clears throat> now, this film, uh, one of the one of the screenwriters is Norman Steinberg. This is his second gangster comedy. He wrote Johnny Dangerously two years before. Okay. And this film, which was the, like Irish, you know, uh, well, it had a little bit it, of an Italian, but jo Johnny himself was Irish guy. <clears throat> yeah, but it's a gangster comedy. And yeah. just coming from that standpoint, Wise Guys really doesn't have any of the subtlety or sophistication that Johnny Dangerously did. This could, you're right, this could very easily have been a PG and film. You just take I out all, all the swearing I, I, and that's it, you're done, PG. And I obviously say that tongue-in-cheek, but it, it's, I, I think there's a difference between, between doing a parody and doing a flat-out just like a comedy with a certain setting. Mm -hmm. And when you're when you're, if you're, you know, when you do a parody, you have a lot of leeway. It's a lot easier. Doing a straight comedy is harder because you have to meet reality at a certain level. Unless you're doing something like, you know, Marx Brothers, or and this film never really 
uh, it, it tries too hard to be realistic. At the same time, it never de- dedicates itself to having any semblance of reality. And I, it sounds like I'm coming down hard on a comedy, but it, comedy's hard. So comedy this is why is I don't like hard. reviewing comedies. <laughs> um, but uh, most of the humor from the film is, and I, I want to compare this unfairly to Goodfellas. Uh, Completely okay. unfairly, uh, yeah, I want to compare it to Goodfellas. Very, very much so. And, and here's why. We Goodfellas can get into is, we can like, we can get into the the connection, uh, my connection to Goodfellas anyway. So go ahead. Well, well, you're Italian. Now, no, the, uh, the fact that this film is called Wise Guys, and the book that Henry Hill wrote was called Wise Guys. Right. But because this film existed. They didn't call they, they they had to call that movie something else, and they ended up calling it Goodfellas. So, and then my challenge has some is involved with that as well, and it all revolves around movies and 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 whatnot being called Wise Guys, and uh, the Goodfellas should have been called Wise Guys, but it wasn't, and my right. challenge falls in between there somewhere. Okay. All right, go ahead. Um, so your your unfair connection to Goodfellas. Go. Well, it's. Um, now I, I read I read I read through some other reviews of the film and a lot of them were either oh like you I love this film and then the other half were this film sucked this is a horrible film you're all, all insane this is stupid there's you know really horrible and I found a common thread amongst most most of the really bad reviews like that is almost all of them near the end they, the person would eventually say but maybe that's just because I really don't like uh, Joe Piscopo <laughs> <laughs> and. And the more I, the more I thought about this universal hatred of Joe Piscopo, apparently, <laughs> yeah. it underlined my main problem with the film. Is and I'm thinking, I'm thinking to watch like, again, you know, rewatching this. I saw it as a kid way years ago. I never watched it again. Uh, I, I think this is one of those films that like was kind of popular to an extent. Uh, at least you know it, it had lip service because of the star power in right. during the '80s when it was made, and then just dropped off the face of the earth. No one cares about it. No one remembers. No one talks about it. When people talk about Danny DeVito, this film does not come up. It does with me, but you're right. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So, but, and I'm thinking I'm rewatching this, and I don't laugh out loud. I'm watching it. Oh, it's amusing. But some of some of their performances are good. I mean, they are two good comic actors to an extent. Uh, one more than the other, obviously. But and I'm then I'm thinking I'm comparing it to Goodfellas, which I've never praised. I mean, I like the film, but I'm not a gangster movie person to begin with. So right. I'm a bit detached from this whole gangster persona thing. I'm not and, either. As surprisingly as that sounds, I have my favorites, and then that's where I keep them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, gotta go Goodfellas, gotta go Godfather, then everything after that, everything after that, I'm not really, you know, Donnie Brasco, eh, it was okay. You know, Th- you know but, things but, like that, I, I don't go, I don't go crazy But I'm not even it. a Godfather fan. You know, That's I just wrong. See, that, and that's yeah, what, yeah. I'm, what I'm talking about. But... I can look to Goodfellas, and again, it's unfair to compare it on a screenwriting level or a, a filmmaking level, but just as far as a comedic character level, uh-huh. there were parts of that film that were laugh-out-loud hilarious, uh, and that they were meant to be, because the actors and the dialogue, but mostly the actors, the, their, uh, uh, their performance, their character, their uh, charisma, it sold it. And that's something nobody in this film has. If I feel like I'm watching a stage play, where everybody, I think Lou Albano's got it. I I think Lou Albano is just not even acting. So I, I love fucking Frank. <laughs> Lou Albano is Frankie the Fixer, 
for me, it doesn't get any better than Lou Albano as Frankie the Fixer. I think he's fucking great in this movie. I, I but I, but what I'm saying is like everybody feels like they're just taking walking to their part position, saying the lines loud enough so you can hear them, acting a little bit, but then moving on for the next scene. I, there's I, there's no uh, chemistry at all, it, not even like amongst characters, just with the audience. I don't feel. <laughs> And and scenes that should be like scenes that are should be funny are drawn out way too long. There's way too much time between the laughs that are supposed to be there, and the few times that are genuine yeah. don't feel they, they feel too forced because there's too much lead up to them. Like like the part where Danny DeVito sent out to start the car, which is on now, ironically. Right enough. now, it, the concept. I'm I I it. disagree with all of this. The con <laughs> the concept. Is hilarious. It's like, aha, go go start the car. You know, I was like, oh Jesus, it ta he takes so long to do it. And De Palma, who's known for like a lot of his camera moves, the only kind of camera move he does in this film that is reminiscent of his other stuff is when he does the 360 when Devito yeah. goes to start the car and the whole street sure. clears. But he does it with that slapstick fast motion to get everybody off the street quickly. And by doing that, it he, takes he, forever. <laughs> If it takes forever, it's because he's, he's, he's like, okay, if I'm going to speed up the camera to make everybody clear, I'm going to slow the camera down so everyone has time to clear. And so everybody speeds up, but we take so long to do the establishing shot that the joke's gone, like, uh, you know, a quarter of the way through. And just like, oh, all right, and, I, and we're still doing this. And then he takes so long. Like, there's, there's keeping tension, and then there's you, the tension removes the comedy. I don't think it, so. It, it's just not. It's just not funny. I mean, it it's, is. It's not, it is. I mean, so, when, when it I, is funny. <laughs> now, when I, when I say I didn't laugh, I'm not talking like groove tube. I didn't laugh. Or what the fuck oh, was no, it? I, I, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying everything was like mildly humorous. Was like, oh yeah, no, no, I get it. Uh, <laughs> I think the most annoying, uh, supposedly funny part was Joe Piscopo's. Oh, what I, at the racetrack? He did like three or four times in the film at the racetrack at uh, at uh, oh, the uncle's house. Just just is over the top. Yeah, I I don't know where that came from, or if it was meant to be. A no, knowing knowing thing. Joe Piscopo, he just did it on the spot. <laughs> and but but no one told him to stop. Yeah, you true. Know, Brian should have been Joe. That was interesting, but how about we do this instead? Because that's just <laughs> disturbing and not even close to humorous. I. Now, now again. I mean, this is at a time where Joe Piscopo is only what, maybe, two years removed from Saturday Night Live, so Not he still had, yeah. he still had a little bit of that, you know, star power, because of it, and you know they were very trusting of him in, in this film, uh, and and again, you hate, you didn't like that, I didn't mind it. You, I don't think he does it enough okay. to piss me off. You didn't mind it, but was it good? Was it funny? Was it anything? I no. I don't. That, that, mind. I, I don't mind it. I, I'm not saying this. Is Giuseppe, bad. 1980. <laughs> he says Joe Joe Piscopo is a national treasure. <laughs> I don't even know if he's a, a New Jersey treasure, but <laughs> um, I'm not saying the film's bad, even though it is. What I'm saying is that it's a failure. On the level that it's trying to be, uh, and it, the, for me, it hits home at the end. And we haven't even talked about the plot of the movie, but it's it's an Italian and a Jew, which is uh, super it's, easy. It's like a bad, it's a bad joke. An Italian and a Jew 
uh, accidentally rip off a mobster and then try not to die. I, yeah, I, yeah. Well, the, essentially, yeah. the story is because they're both bumbling idiots. They're basically the gophers for the mafia in New York. Uh, they, Mr. Costello, he wants them to bet on a horse for him. And, of course, since he always bets on the horse and he loses, they decide that it's a great idea to bet on their own horse because he's going to lose anyway. But what they don't know is Costello actually fixes the race uh, so that they, you know, uh, he'll make a lot of money and they get fucked. They were supposed to put $10,000 on the number two horse. Now, here, here's my point. In the number two the, race. Here's my point. The time it took you to describe that scenario uh -huh. is too long for that scenario. And the setup for that scenario is longer than that. Well, yeah. Now, the idea of two bumbling gophers for the mob, like, falling into some kind of circumstance where suddenly they're on the run from the entire mob or, or starting a, a, a mob war or something like that, that's a good concept. This is a good concept. The problem is every step of the setup takes 10 minutes because, because we're making a movie for uh, a PG. Uh, it was this, uh, this film had to be PG. It's rated R. I did some luck. It's, got, it's rated R? Yeah. You, you've got to be shitting. Why does this film have an R rating? What could possibly be the reason this film has an R rating? Just swearing. He says, he says fuck once at the end. Was there another fuck in that film that I didn't hear? Well, hold on. Uh, no, no, oh, no. And and I and I have a uh, uh, I have a feeling I know why. Oh, there's a, a parents guide. Let me find a parents guide. No, no, hold on. Right let me ex let me explain. This parents guide. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. After you. Uh, no, I was just gonna say I have a feeling I know why. Uh, you didn't hear a lot of swearing in this film. I checked the runtime when I went and did homework on the movie, on the wiki and whatnot. Well, the runtime, the official runtime, the runtime on my DVD is 100 minutes. Okay? The version of the film we have is 91 minutes. We got an edited version of this film? Yes. All right. So okay, so there's I'm... so there's nine minutes of this film that we didn't see. And All when right. I watched it, I'm like, I watched it. I'm like, I felt like something was missing. And then that's you know when I did homework today, I was like, fuck, no wonder why. There's well, supposed me, to be me... a lot more swearing in this movie. Let me go through <coughs> the parents' guide on IMDb, which I uh, we have to start making this a regular feature of the show because I love the parents' guide. Okay. Sex and sex and nudity. And actually, I, I have somebody who wants to read the parents' guide for us, so we could have like a separate segment where we hear the uh, parents' guide read to us. Oh, we just uh, give which, them the film and they'll record it on their own. Uh, or give them the parents' guide and they'll read it on their own, and we'll replay it later. But anyway, that's what uh, I just said. Sex and nudity. Harry and Mo are hanging out in their sweet <laughs> bathroom with several scantily clad women in one scene. Parentheses: No nudity. So it's a sex and nudity warning, without nudity. Aha. Uh -huh. Some suggestive dancing by some Ant uh, excuse me, Atlantic City showgirls in one scene. They are in bikinis. No nudity. Violence and gore. Some blood is present in a couple of shootings. That's it. Profanity. <laughs> Strong but infrequent language. 15 plus uses of the F word. Now, I, I only heard like... A, maybe, you know what? Maybe I don't remember all the fucks because maybe half of them were by Lou Albano, who was almost incomprehensible through most of the film. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's why I'm like mem remembering less fucks. But only one I remember is the one at the end 
by Joe Piscopo. And I was like, wait a minute. First of all, this character says fuck. And then I was like, I, have, I don't remember any other fucks. Alcohol, yeah. drugs, and smoking. The fixer smokes in a couple of scenes, and his goons rush to light his cigarette each time. First of all, that's incorrect. Yeah, it's, it's actually Mr. Costello that they do that with. Right. <laughs> and then fr- here, frightening slash intense scenes. No entry. <laughs> so. How does that get in har? I, that's why. That's what threw me up. Just, just swearing alone. That's it. Yeah. Uh, okay. But uh, there should have been more. Probably would have done better if it was PG or PG thirteen. This, I think, this film would have been done better if it was if it was shot for an R, like it was an R, and not like not had a feel of a PG thirteen film. If this film was, if it, if you just all you all you would have to do to sell is. It's Goodfellas, but a comedy. I'm in. There you go. This came out four years before Goodfellas, but... I'm talking about after the fact. I'm just saying. Obviously, that's not how they were going to pitch it before Goodfellas was made. The Godfather, but funny. My point is... (laughs) Yes. It's going for this kind of mobster mentality, but it feels like... It just feels lighter, like it's just being toned down. Mm -hmm. And... The setup for all the jokes is way too long. The whole spiel where Danny DeVito's like, "No, we should we should use this money to bet on the different horse." The, the argue, the, in re, I guess in reality, I'm sure it would take much longer to convince this partner to to, to uh, you know like use the monster's from the money to boys. do something yeah, different. Sure. Right, but in the film, please let's not dedicate ten minutes to this. You're looking at a movie that's sixty minutes if you don't have this extra stuff. Otherwise, you're throwing uh, in more shit. Please, I, for the love of Christ, please let it make be sixty minutes. Because by the time they're in, Atlanta, they get and, then, and they get to Atlantic City way too early. Because by the time they get there, they're like, good, movie's over, right? Because <laughs> it, it's there's just not enough humor in the film, and they pit they, the one of the big uh, focal points of the film or uh, arcs. I, I can't think of the proper term. Is the the, the mobsters decide that since they wouldn't rat wouldn't turn on each other when they found out what happened and they t- separately tortured them. They, they uh, put a hit on each other to kill their friend. So if the other one doesn't know it, now there's a setup for a classic comedy where w- the two friends are trying to kill each other and coming to terms with it. They they propose it, they deal with it for like uh, five minutes, and then they drop it for most of the film. After that, it doesn't come up again until right. like it has to at the end. It, it's it's like it's like a major plot point that begins. Oh, you know, let's not bring that up because we were having too much fun with them saying thank you, Mr. Akavano, which is probably the funniest part of the movie. Thank but, you, which I still use to this day. <laughs> me too. Even though I, for a while I forgot what film it came from, which is not good. Ah, oh. you know. <laughs> so, but that's my the guy, point. The guy I, I work with, I, I lent this film to him so we could watch it, and he can never remember Akavano. So I said, mm-hmm. "Remember avocado, but put a C in there." And he still can't do it, so he now he just says avocado every time. Uh huh. Yeah, it's it, that's it's and, as funny as it gets. And the the humor goes from like morbid, where you know the friends trying to warn the the part. Maybe one of the funniest parts in the film that maybe would have been funnier if the film could could decide whether it was like a kids' film or adult film was when the the that friend of theirs, the waiter from the bar, is trying to tell them that they're being set up, and it's like, you do mean, what I do, do what you I mean do. Ray Sharkey? And then, what? Ray Sharkey? Sure. And then uh, they, you don't they know who shot. Ray Sharkey is? Uh, no. Really? I'm surprised. Uh, why? Well, no, he was. Uh, he died of AIDS and at 40 years old because he was uh, cocaine and sharing dirty needles uh, using heroin. He uh-huh. was like this, you know, this 
bright star, this actor that was going to take over the world, you know, he was, he just like his career was just getting started, but he just could not get away from drugs. And uh-huh. he was just kind of like this Hollywood bad boy, but he was so bad. He ended up fucking getting AIDS and dying. Um, I'm just surprised you don't know who he is. He, you Par- know, he, apparently he wasn't good enough for me to know who he was. So, well, he didn't uh, really do much because he fucking died so young. Anyway, go ahead. Well, there you go. Well, my point is the scene where he's saying, do what I do, and then they shoot him, and so he's, like, grabbing his chest and trying to breathe, and they're doing the same thing. That part's funny, and it it really – it just said hit home that this is the kind of morbid humor we should be dealing with every five minutes of this film. And instead, it just keeps going back to this kind of model – to, like, the modeling humor to, uh, hey, we're going to open a part Italian, part Jewish deli. Ha-ha! So what – why is this even part of the film? It's 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 fu- it's not even as funny. That, that's not even funny, in the time it takes to say it. Yeah. It's like, oh, you can get corned beef and and uh, cannoli. Uh, wow, this is first of all. Yeah, exactly. See, now it is. Uh, it, it's it's just beyond uh, pedestrian, and mix that, well, that with the church that that scene is happening in. That's St. Lucy's Church. That's the church I uh-huh. was baptized in. That's my my family's church. When I when he's shooting like the you know, um, you know uh, when he's shooting Mary in the face, <laughs> I don't know. I just I just find that funny. It's See, the it fact just that makes makes me laugh. Yeah, and that's great. But the fact that you're baptized there somehow doesn't make it funnier for me. It, it shouldn't, and it won't. But it does for me. <laughs> right. It's like right but, when she got shot in the face, some priest was pouring water on my head right around that spot. <laughs> and I think all I'm saying is that. As a whole, the film is just not funny. I think you're wrong, but uh, that's I mean, your what? personal preference. Me, well, all right, okay. I love this movie. I think it's funny. I don't know. That's me. But when you say it's your personal preference, obviously, I'm not trying to convince you that it's funny. No, I no, but find it funny. When, but when you say that, it's assumed that everything anybody says in a review is what they think so saying that doesn't make any sense it makes I'm perfect just, sense no it doesn't because it, it's it's understood we're not talking about scientific fact here we're talking about reviews <laughs> of, of entertainment yeah you know that's what you think no, no that, that's just what i'm saying and i'm giving examples to back up what i f- think about the film it's well just, the, you are. And I, I'm not I, can't, I, can't, I can't give any examples like everything you're saying about how you find it not funny. I can't just ru- turn it around and go, no, you're wrong, and this is why it's funny. Yes, because, no, well... But can. And, I, and that's why I, I don't can. say... can. And that's why every time you, you disagree with me, say, but I thought that part was funny, I don't say, well, that's what you think. Because obviously that's what you think. You just said it. That's right. not part of the argument. That's not part of the debate. We know that we're here, that we're going to have different ideas. The debate is, okay, state your case. That's all. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's, I know it's, what you're saying. And again, I'm not here to convince you that it's funny. And Joe, Joe, Joe Piscopo just was never really that funny. Uh, you're right. I don't think he is that funny. I think everybody around him is just funnier. I, he came, I, he I came think Danny and, DeVito, he's, is, he's just Danny DeVito. How do you not love Danny DeVito? Yeah, but even Danny DeVito's not that good in this film. I mean, I've seen Danny DeVito. You, you, you take him out of, like... Compare him in this, and to I know it's what? a different character, but twins? compare him in this. <laughs> what? what uh, no, I said to what? Twins? <laughs> compare him in this to, no. uh, and he, he was better in Twins. So, I'll, all right, 
Yeah, I'll use that example. But compare him in this like no, he's Dane's definitely people. better in Twins. I mean, ruthless Dane, people. Ruthless people. Okay, that's right. a good one. I mean, the, different kind of character, but there's just more. I mean, even even more subdued. He was better in fucking uh, romancing the stone. Uh, uh, thank you. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> He's only in that for like five I'm minutes. I'm not denying any of this. <laughs> War of the Roses. It was great in War of the Roses. Thank you, Giuseppe. It, it, it's just... War of the Roses it, was good. It, I like some of the outtakes... Where he does, uh, he's sitting in the director's chair because he directed that one, and it's this big, wide panning shot, and he goes, "We're nine million dollars under budget." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Um, my feeling watching this is yes. that th- just the fact that this is De Palma doing a comedy twelve years or so after he used to do seventies comedies, you look at it and you think, "Okay, here's the man who did comedies." got a name, started doing the films he wanted to do, and then after like a decade and a half said, hey, let me do a comedy again, and did a comedy exactly the way he would have shot it in the 70s. And it doesn't work in the 80s. Yeah, you're and it doesn't uh, work with the subject matter in the 80s. Is, it's, like um, 80s it's 80s subject matter, it's, it's an 80s film, and it's still shooting it like it's 1968, it's, it has that really slow pacing of a comedy from that time period. Um, and I didn't have time to look this up, but I think he is. De Palma's from New Jersey, right? Born in Newark? I, I think so. I don't remember. Well, no, I, I think it's important to the, to the reason why he did this movie. If you look that up real quick. If I look it up, my computer's going to fucking I'll, I'll crash look, again. I'm it's looking, like but, but why is that important? Tape. Yeah, he was born in Newark. Only because, if I remember correctly, he wanted to make this movie... In Newark, because he's from Newark, he wanted to make a, you know, a mobster movie, a, a Jersey mobster film. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why this film was made at all. That's great. And he failed doing it. <laughs> that's, I, I, Married to the Mob is probably a more real, more realistic portrayal of, of uh, like, organized crime than this film is. Hmm. And it's a comedy. It doesn't have to be realistic. But when you're aiming for that kind of realism and you have... There are some people in this film playing gangsters that could really play a real gangster. Like, oh, like Frank, they're, Frank they're real, Vincent. They're, yeah, they're He's a Scorsese favorite. Yeah, they're playing real gangsters. Not a real gangster film. <laughs> but it, well, and, I mean, the respect everyone had for De Palma if he told you, we're going to shoot a movie, uh, you know, and it's going to be a, sty- you know, uh, a steaming pile of shit for an hour and a half, you know, with the steam coming off of it everyone would say okay brian where are we going to shoot it what, what that was the con that was the respect that he had that's why he was able to get all of the stars he did in this movie well yeah well yeah sure and this is after body double scarface blowout dress to kill yeah he's made a name for himself and sure. he's made a name for himself doing very realistic gritty films and i i almost want to say he tried to do something that he was not and he did this he pulled he shot himself in the foot again when he did bonfire of vanities same fucking thing happened oh i'm gonna make a kind of a comedy and that was adapted from a, a you know a very very well respected novel too so i mean he, he and that you know there's a whole different story about why that sucked balls but he did the same thing again it's like oh i'm gonna shoot a comedy and but he just didn't he doesn't have that comic timing or he lost it or something he doesn't he just can't he can do humor in a film, but he can't do a humorous film. Okay. I mean, that's just, just my, you know, I, I think I think the funniest film he ever did was Raising Cain. 
<laughs> Which, if I could find a copy of the movie, that might be your challenge to you. Ah, uh, I'm sure I can get my hand. Do I have it on DVD? I might have I, it on DVD. I have a fan edit of the film. I don't know why I have it on DVD, but I think <laughs> I, I do. Well, I have I to look through my collection. I acquired a fan edit of Raising Kings. Like, oh, good. I want to compare this to the original and see what they changed. I can't find the original. You know, hmm. so. Okay. And Giuseppe even agrees with us. Uh, we should review Raising Cain. At some point in time, probably. Sometime. But I, that's that's all I'm saying. It's just, just, if you had to ask me for the funniest part of the film, it would be, uh, my mo the most enjoyable part of the film was where Joe Piscopo tries to hang himself, but that has nothing to do with humor. Uh, the funniest <laughs> part for me would be the, uh, the part I mentioned before. Um, what what part did I say before? It was almost humorous. But I even forgot now. So that's that's how much I I have to think. I have to think about what's the funniest part of the film for me. Because with, uh, with Lou Albano, Frank the Fixer. No. Oh, in the church. Well, yes, that, that yeah, was yeah, uh, Lou scene. Albano. But yes, you're right. Ray Sharpie. Right. Yeah. The, the, and it's it's an old gag. It's like an old <clears> comedy routine. <throat> do what I do, and then like he gets shot or he does something else, and the other person does the same thing. It's it's fucking it's old it's old as vaudeville. But maybe that's why it's funny because it was like, it was a classic bit. Just everything else, that was a classic bit. Everything else just felt played, uh, and and you know, and gangster stuff is especially hard not to feel played because you know, who's not familiar with the whole gangster cliche? At least, that's why that's why Johnny Dangerously succeeded because it took the gangster cliche and just turned it on its head and did a straight parody of it and used it. This film just succumbed to it and just kind of withered <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm not gonna uh, listen it's just no, gonna be no it's gonna be exhausting it it, <laughs> it, it, it is if i sit here and, and part what was your favorite part my favorite favorite part in the whole movie what's your, what, okay what do you th what, let me rephrase that what, yeah. what do you think is the funniest part of the film i told you what i thought was the funniest part of the movie What's, what do you think is the funniest part of the movie? See, I don't know about the funniest part. Like all, I really like Lou Albano in this. Every the, the little things he does, like when he fucking takes the cake and he cut, and he just take takes it with his hand. And Joe Piscopo is such a pussy. He goes, "Oh, Frank, that's a real good way to cut a cake." You know, it just little things like that. I just chuckle. I, I don't know why. I, I can't defend the movie. I'm and, and I would do a I would do a bad job at it too. It would be exhausting because everything <laughs> I would oh yeah you know that part you know where he's uh, driving down the parkway and he's just throwing food on the dashboard because he talks to his grandma uh, and, and he says that his uncle is oh yeah he's here and he's like a made man he's gonna take care of them and they're they're home free and hey let's that's you know let's well, not I mean, worry about it anymore. Oh, okay. and to answer your question, the reason why. The reason why they didn't try and kill, keep chill, killing each other is because Danny DeVito thought his uncle was still alive. He was like, oh, there's no reason to try and kill each other. We're okay. That's but, when they just right. started, started destroying yeah. Frank's there, uh, car. There's a, there's a film reason as to why they didn't keep doing that. What I'm saying as far as the humor of the film, that is a major point you brought up in the film. And that is where they could have got a lot more humor from. Just the, the bump, either. I, I don't think attempts. it would have been funnier if they kept trying to kill each other. I think that yes. would have been boring. Well, it's it's not even trying to kill each other, but it's also debating it or bungled attempts or you know, there was a lot more. There was a lot more that could have been done there, and it's like, and, and it's almost real. It's almost like they realized like, oh, you know what? 
I, we, we put this in here, but now I don't have anything. You could have taken that part out of the film, and it would have played just the same. Exactly the same. Yeah, maybe. It sure. Really, it really it really, would have. I mean, the, the only other thing you'd have to do is figure out a different reason why they end up killing the waiter in the church. Other than that, I mean, they knew the mobsters were mad at them. It, it was like a huge setup for a plot point that then was not used for the rest of the film. That's my point. A lot of this film is just build-ups for a joke, and then it doesn't really fully... I mean, now, like there, there are moments like you mentioned the phone call when he mm-hmm. calls up and says, "Hey, it's your, it's your cousin, uh, blah 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 blah." You know, Vince, Vince, uh, Vincetti, or and then, yeah. the, and then the the aunt or the aunt clicks just hangs up on him. Just a frozen moment with his with his facial expression. That's a great moment. That's a funny moment. <laughs> there are a lot of funny moments in the film, and he kills them with with ponderous setups and then running with them too much. Or not having enough clever moments mixed in together. I just, you know, again, this is why this is why I hate debating comedy because uh, or reviewing comedies because comedy comes down to, really to individual choice of humor, and uh, sometimes it's just things that just you know, you, you can tell the same joke to say three different audiences and get three different responses. It's a really subjective, not just to the person, but the the environment, the mood. I don't like reviewing comedies for that reason. With that being said, this is why this film's not funny. <laughs> okay so we're obviously going to have a huge debate on on uh rating this movie on imdb oh fuck yeah yeah you're, <laughs> well, we're gonna have to meet somewhere in the middle well okay? let's, let's take a look on imdb it's at 5.6 with okay. almost four thousand votes okay now i know you're gonna say no what's, what's your starting bid my starting bid I wouldn't go lower than seven for me. For me. For you, seven? I think you might go five. I, I I am very very comfortable giving this film a five. I think this film I think this film embodies what a five is. Not great or inspiring in any way, but not shoddy. Just a failure. So can Just we compromise on a six then? I would like to compromise on a five. No, I'm not. I'm not agreeing with a five. What, That's just wh- not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Why does this film deserve a six? Because I think it's fucking funny. That's all there is to it. I told you I'm not going to explain. It's just going to be exhausting. Everything that you don't like, I like. All right. <laughs> For the exact you, opposite reasons. Whether all right, you la- you finding it humorous and me not finding humorous aside, okay. from a film from a filmmaking standpoint. Okay. There's nothing exceptional about the movie. None. No. At all. It, it's other it's than comedy. the fact. See, other than the, the fact for, that. For the pump. Well, okay, yeah. Oh yeah. No. Other than the fact that it's shot in Jersey, and it's shot in the town that I was. I grew up and raised in I have like these weak spots for the movie you take that out you put it in a different let's say this isn't even a Jersey movie I'm agreeing with you five but it, it's I don't know it, it I have a soft spot for the movie mainly because it's it, it's a Jersey film in a town I grew up in so okay just just to give an example of what I'm talking about here. Okay. Let's go, let's go back. I'm going to just do a brief run through. Let's do, let's go back to Carrie. Let's just start with Carrie. Oh my. Okay. 
Carrie. Yeah. Current rating seven point four. Maybe a bit much. I I, don't I think, think it's, I think that's too high. I think I, I I don't think I'd give it more than a seven. Yeah. Uh, I I'd, I'd be fine with a six actually. I'm not a on huge odd days. Yeah, I was just gonna say on odd days I might give it a six. For the for the time period with other horror films being made, maybe a seven. Maybe it was a bit abo- a step above. Yeah. Uh, the Fury averaging a six point four. I'm comfortable with that. I don't remember what we rated that at. I don't either. We'd have to listen to the episode, but I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if we gave it a six. Yeah. So, and, and The Fury, much more successful a film, albeit its weaknesses. And again, De Palma is a kind of director. He does have make slow movies, so that's not. Yeah. So that's not a really criminal point, but sometimes slowness works. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, Dress to Kill, which I regret to say I still have never seen. Uh, it's on my list. Trust the kill. That, Who's in that? Uh, that trust the kill. I don't think That's, I've seen um, that either. I don't think Michael I've seen Michael Caine, Angie Dickinson. It, it, it oh wait, is is that is that the one where he uh, Michael Caine has like a semi sex scene in there? I don't recall. I've like never she seen seduces it. him uh, uh, I, at one point where he's telling her she's like a dirty girl. I fr- I think that was I, that movie. No idea. I, I I honestly have never seen anything from the film. It came out in 1980. I was way too young to Does even he play a lawyer think, or something like that. In I that movie? don't. I don't know. Honestly, I'll tell you right now. Okay, all I'm I sorry. know about the film is yeah. that it's called Dress to Kill. Okay. I, I, I think I'm I think that's the movie I'm thinking of, and the only okay. reason I know uh, there's a movie with Michael Caine that has those elements in it, and I think it's that one. It, but I've I'm still I've never seen it. Yeah, I'm embarrassed to say I don't know anything about the film, but at the time period when it came out, in my age, I just kind of let it go, and I never yeah. went back to it. But it's it's a famous film, and one of the things that that Got him, you know, got De Palma into the major spotlight, and it's uh, seven point one. I think the best film, in my opinion, that De Palma has ever done ever is Scarface. That's just. Oh, I know that's an, I know that's that. an easy choice, but I also think that it's for what De Palma. I don't think De Palma's directed a better movie. I really don't. I think every level, every cinematic, think, you know, I think Phantom uh, of the Paradise. I think every <laughs> every well, step well, of the way, cinematography, well, uh, just the way it's acted, just the way it's well, set up, just the way some shots are are done, you know, just well, I think Scarface, Scarface is it. We're on yeah. blowout now, 1981, oh, and God. that average is 7.5. That's got a very high score. That is fucking high. Well, again, for that. It's the artistry of the film. That's there's a lot of De Palma technique in there, and it's, yeah, there's it's, a lot of camera stuff in there that was. It's never more done about before. the film. It's it's really more about the filmmaking than about the movie. It really I'll, is. I'll give you just, that. just like the right. shot of when the tire does first blow out, okay. of the way it's so, like panning away from the screen. Right. You know? So the fact that this film has a lot of De Palma's technical filmmaking expertise, directorial expertise in it, is why the rating is elevated to seven point four. But you would argue that it should be maybe a little bit lower. Are we talking carry or wise guys? Blowout. We're still on blowout. I just mentioned Oh, we're still it. on blowout? We did I just mentioned blowout. I thought, How you, could I not I be thought on blow, blowout. I'm sorry. I thought you said blowout was seven five. I, I I'm It thinking, is. It is, but but you said it's oh. that's too high for it. Well you said seven four and I know carry was seven four. That's why I'm getting confused. I, I rounded up to seven it's seven four. We're Don't still do on that blowout. because I'm, I'm a very specific person. <laughs> seven four. Blowout seven four as well. It um so but you, you're saying that you could, you would be happy with that being a bit lower, like at a seven or a six. Blowout, a seven yeah. or six, I would be okay with blowout. Okay, and that's 
in spite of it having his directorial uh, expertise sure. being very noticeable in the film. Okay, Scarface is up at 8.3. I could go 9 on Scarface, easily. But 8, Maybe. If, 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 I, if I was talked into an 8, I would be okay with it, because it's very high. Okay, Body Double. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen that. We just reviewed it recently, I, though. No, we didn't. Didn't we? No. You did a lot of memes for it. Oh, that's um, right. But I, I haven't seen that since I was a kid. Like, All right, th- we're talking like six- maybe 10 or 11 years old. I would have that's, to really watch that again. That's 6.7 right now. Hmm. I would, I would personally go 7 with it. I'd understand and go 6 if somebody wanted to argue it. And that, despite its flaws, still has a lot of De Palma's technique and storytelling skills and some right. a lot of subtext involved in this in this you know the filmmaking of it then we get to wise guys which has none of his technique no subtext the script is bland and the performances aren't that up to par i argue a five just because it is what a five stands for which is an average movie that is my argument okay that's a good argument on your end <laughs> But. And and with all of that said, with all of that said, I still think it's funny. I still enjoy all the performances, even if Joe Piscopo is not as good as he probably could be. I'd be willing to go six. Okay, so so you want me to click six stars, or you can rate it under your own name, not the show's name. Uh huh. You already clicked five, didn't you? No. <laughs> All right. So let's move on and let's go to movie well, challenges. On. I, I, I want to take a look. I want to take a look at the demographics real quick. You know, it's one of my favorite parts. Okay. Oh, that's right. Uh, it is. Oh, Jesus! This is we- very weird. Okay. Uh, IMDb demographics: three thousand votes, roughly. Uh, the highest rating is six stars, seventy at twenty-four point four percent. Okay. Trailed trailed by five at twenty-three. Uh, highest demographic. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is slightly skewed. The highest demographic is 8.5 for females under 18. However, there were only two votes by females under 18. So I don't think that counts. <laughs> okay. Now, j- just to counterbalance that, there's one IMDb staff rating at four stars. Really? <laughs> if you ignore the IMDb... And the females under 18, because there's, it's not a large enough part of the demographic, highest rating is pretty much 5.9 for anybody under the age of, uh, between the ages of 18 and 29. And the h- lowest is 5.2 for females 30 to 44. Okay. But there's there are two underage girls out there who love this film. <laughs> so there, there, there's, your, there's your group, Joey. You need to probably, find those prob- groups. Prob- yeah. <laughs> that is way inside. <laughs> it's too <laughs> dick. <laughs> All right. So we're moving off for of that. <laughs> Movie challenge. Yeah, get off. What oh sorry. Yeah, Movie ooh. challenge. Now I have I I only had two immediate responses and I didn't bother got trying to be clever. Uh, you know, I didn't try to go for, oh, film set in Jersey, ha, ha, ha. I got two immediate ones. One was okay. actor, one was director. It was either 
De Palma with Raising Cane, which I think is perfect for our show. Yes. But I don't know about getting a copy of it in time, but that's a possibility. The other one I was leaning for was one that you told me last week, and I totally agree that Dead Heat would be a great lead off of, <laughs> off of this, to follow, to follow the Piscopo train into Zombieland. Yes. Now, is without going ahead and just accepting that, I mean, because I yes. have a recommendation. Yes. Um, and I it's haven't like seen... I had, is this what? like my five star recommendation? No. <laughs> uh, although the film I looked at IMDb is in the five star range. Um, no, uh, the last time I saw Dead Heat was when I was a kid because that came out in '88, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I remembered really liking Dead Heat. Oh, me too. It's. A bad I think movie. it was one of the last films Vincent Price did as well, or was his last movie. One of them, yeah. I, I don't know it, if the last It, it was, was really towards the end of his life. Yeah. And it's not like he did the movie because he had to. <laughs> you know? And I had the father from uh, uh, from A Christmas Story. He was also in oh, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, anyway, my recommendation. Um, and what I would have challenged you to had it been reversed. And the reason being is because it was a film... Or, or this film is called Wise Guys, okay? And in the 80s, uh, right around the same time period, there was a TV show called Wise Guy, okay? And it had Ray Sharkey in it. And then it also had an actor named Ken Wall. Oh, we lost Scott. What happened? What happened? All right, I got to wait for Scott. I can't I can't do this without him. Uh, they're in Vegas. Uh, not Vegas. They're in Atlantic City. <laughs> Oh my God! And Harvey Keitel plays the big mob boss in Atlantic City. Ah, oh, he practically owns this town. All right, let's kill this connection here and try calling Scott back. Wouldn't it be a bitch if his computer crashed? Let's see. Come on. Come on. Uh oh! I just got a text message. Let's see. Text message from Scott. And Scott's computer just crashed. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Okay, that sucks. This is a really entertaining part of the show. Let's see. Anybody in the chat room? Oh, yeah. Scott got wasted. <laughs> He got whacked. Stall. Rebooting. Oh, okay. I guess I shouldn't have read that out loud. Alright. Oh, God. This, this is the part in the film, if you guys are watching with me, is where Frankie the Fixer's card gets cut in half because they stole his credit card and he gets declined at a restaurant. Only the lonely... Here, let's see. Let's turn the volume on for everyone. Is that the door? <laughs> Is that the door? I'll get it. It's champagne I ordered. Thank you, honey. <laughs> More champagne? Yes, sir. Thank, Thank you, Mr. Roccavano. <laughs> and some fish eggs. <laughs> Woo! Keep them hot, honey. I'll be right back. <laughs> At last, the champagne. My tongue was hanging out. Bobby D! 
Hey, Bo! Look who's here! Bobby Galea! <laughs> Bobby Galea! Mingada. Anyway, all right. So I don't know. I don't know when Scott's gonna get back. Anyway, my recommendation for Scott, and I'll it'll get boring because I'm gonna explain it again. Uh, my recommendation because of this TV show in the '80s called Wise Guy, uh, which always made me think of this movie and vice versa. Uh, Ray Sharkey was in there and a, and a guy named Ken Wall and Hollywood tried to make him an action star so they gave him a film called The Taking of Beverly Hills and that was in 1991 I believe because um, Wise Guy ran from 87 to 90 I think or 87 to 89 and it, what ended up happening it didn't work out uh, Ken Wall, he did that movie. He's done other things, but where he was the main headliner, and um, he uh, he just it didn't pan out. He made that one huge action movie, and it's fucking awful. It's a terrible movie. It's I remembered it being a fun terrible movie in the eighties, watching it as or the early nineties, watching it as a kid. Uh, because my mother had this huge crush on Ken Wall, so we had to go see it in the theater. And yeah, it's a long, long story on that one. But but anyway, so that's going to be my challenge to Scott. It's going to be the taking, or not my challenge, but what I'm going to recommend is the taking of Beverly Hills. I think he'll veto it to go dead heat. But if he remembers it, if he remembers the taking of Beverly Hills, it, it might change him around. Somehow, I think he's never heard of it. Uh, or has ever seen it, you know, if he has heard of it. So, but uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to recommend that one. And if he could just get his ass on the line. Oh, Edward Jones. Yes. No, I'm not giving you more money. Let's see. This is part of the show where I check my text messages. Yes. I should end the show myself, huh? Let's find out what Scott's up to. Let's see. Rebooting. That was three minutes ago. Oh, man. Stall. <laughs> This is why it's so difficult to do the show uh, alone. We did that for a little while. Um, it is exciting, isn't it, Giuseppe? Um, we, we did that for a little while. We were going back and forth. And anyone that's listened to the show long-term knows that. There was this time period where Scott and I, we couldn't get together every single week. Because he lives an hour away, or I live an hour away, depending on uh, who you're talking to. Um... But we would sit down and we'd record five, six hours at a clip, cut them up into four or five episodes. And every once in a while, we would get this idea to just do our own show separately. And then we finally did that. I would do an episode, challenge Scott to a movie. Then he'd listen to it, then do the same thing 
back at me. And we did that for probably two months, month, uh, month and a half to two months. And I don't think that was the most favorite episodes uh, from our fans. Uh, I think a lot of people didn't like that um, because basically what's happening right now, I'm rambling. I don't have Scott to bounce off of. Scott doesn't have me to bounce off of. And when you just record me uh, or you just record Scott, you, you get half a show. And I'm really stalling now. <laughs> yeah, we did go solo occasionally. It was uh, about three years ago. Maybe four years ago at this point. God, I think those episodes were in the in the, the low 30s. Like, uh, because I believe our first episode we ever did, uh, what we do now, how we do it with Skype, was episode 40 or 41. The, the episode that we reviewed the film Virus with Jamie Lee Curtis and Donald Sutherland, that was the very first episode that we did through Skype. Uh, and we don't um, we don't go to each other's house to record anymore because it's actually it's more difficult than this because then we got to set up and I have to make sure that the like when we did the Oscar show and we recorded together it uh, it was it was more difficult to do that than it is when we do Skype my computer didn't oh it's my father this should be fun hey pop what's going on I'm okay. Everything's great. That's why I called you. I haven't talked to you in a while. Thank you very much. <laughs> How's the, kids? the kids are good. Yeah, yeah, everything's fine. Yeah, no, I know. I haven't had any jobs in the area because uh, usually I like I stop by when I do that. Yesterday. <laughs> uh, everything's great, Dad. Don't worry. No, I don't need anything. I'm positive. I know. I know. Yes. Okay. How's my kids? All right? They're doing good. No, I know. I know. I know, Pop. Okay. He wants you to fix the TV? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, you did? Well, I'm good. Chris is doing okay. No, I know. Uh, I'm going to go to Summertime tomorrow. I, 
Okay. Um, well, I know we're supposed to, I, we're supposed to take Mary Ellen's mother out for breakfast. Or lunch. I, I, it's like brunch. So if you come by, uh, I'll find out where we're going and what time. But if you come by, like, you know. Well, no, if you come by, like, 9 or 10 o'clock. I don't know what time, we're, we're, where we're going. I don't know what time we're going there yet. Well, I'll give I'll give you a call tomorrow. Okay. All right. I will. I will. I know. Thank you. Yes. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye bye. That's my pop. Anyway, I would have put the whole thing on speakerphone, but I mean. <clears throat> my father, he is Nork. You want to talk to anybody about Nork? My father, he is Nork. Like for, for real. Anyway, and maybe that's why I, I have such a sweet spot for this. I grew up there. I was raised there. My father, when he came off of a boat from Italy, it was in Nork. So, I can't defend the film any other way. Because... Whether I like it or not, Scott isn't wrong, but I can't defend it any other way. It's just, I don't know. Well, I think I'm going to have to go ahead and end the show here because Scott just is not coming back. Uh, yeah, I'm getting here is a black screen. Oh, that's great. Well, with, here, let me text Scott. Alright, so I'm going to go ahead and end the show then. Scott is getting a black screen. <laughs> Scott does suck. Thank you, Gino. Or Giuseppe. Sorry. Um, here, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. He does. Uh, Harvey Keitel does not jerk off on the side of a car <laughs> in this movie. Well, where are you coming from? Where you come? is it kitty cat cup? Kitty cat cup? Yeah. Yeah. Show me how you suck a guy's cock. Show me how you suck a guy's cock. <laughs> Fucking bad lieutenant. What a great movie. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Alright, let's go ahead and end this. Oh, yeah. I say that, but I don't have my soundboard up. Yeah, let me do that. And maybe it won't crash my computer. Uh, let's see. There we go. All right. No, that's the wrong one. What the fuck am I doing? There we go. All right, everybody. Episode 172. See, I don't know if there's going to be a, a remake. Scott and I have this thing about bad movies being remade. I guess with a proper argument, Bad Lieutenant could be considered a bad movie. I just don't know if they would do anything so different with a remake that it would be worth it. You think Nick Cage should be in the... Oh, oh. You mean the... Um, 
Well, that wasn't a remake. That was not even a sequel. I don't know what the hell that was. The Bad Lieutenant Port, uh, port of Call, or what was it? Something like that. Uh, was that a sequel? I never saw it. Yeah, I never saw that one. I heard it was awful, though. Yeah, anyway. All right, episode 172. Wise guys. Scott and I are very happy you joined us for this one. Here is Scott. Hey, I'm ending the show. Should I pause for a minute? Are you back no, no, officially? Go ahead and end it, and we'll, we'll catch up off, off stage. Sorry for the interruption. That's okay. Well, should I tell you my recommendation, or I'll just tell you? I told everyone... They've in the heard, show. They've already heard. Tell me later. Okay, fine. All right. So you can download the show at moviesucktastic.com. You can watch the show live there. You can uh, you can listen to the show. You can go to iTunes and you can download the show there as well. You can leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. 908-514-4470. If you want to leave us email, the address is the movie guys at moviesucktastic.com go to our tumblr page at tumblr or moviesucktastic.tumblr.com you can go to our facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic um or is that one the uh which one is moviesucktastic pod is that facebook anyway <laughs> no, one of them you one of them you made movie moviesucktastic pod i think I it's facebook just do a search in your favorite browser. Search engine. Schoogle. Schoogle. Schoogle! Scott Fa loves Google. Facebook, Facebook is just movie sucktastic. I don't know what you're talking about. I think One you're of thinking them. of Strangeland. Strangeland pod? Yeah, I'm getting shows mixed up. Yeah. Movie sucktastic. <laughs> Alright. Uh, you go to the website, by the way, I, I uh, you know, mentioning it again. Totally brand new. I think you'll enjoy it. Please go there. Uh, you can download the free app for your Android uh, or uh, phone, Android phone or tablet, I mean. That's totally free. Everything I said is on the free app. I highly recommend it. It's great to have. And uh, that's about it. So, Scott, any wisdom? Yes. What's that? Hey, hey, Joey, you ain't driving so good. Oh, it's two different movies, but I'll take it. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.